you're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G, totally not populated by Spartans or other Greeks. I'm your host, Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Am I hearing you don't like Greek style? I don't know. Do we put some tzatziki sauce on there? Because I could be down with that. <laughs> if you want to, it's your funeral. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. It sounds dirty, and I just felt like saying tzatziki sauce. Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, no, Greek style's it's, it's... Boot, booty play. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on it then. So, <laughs> I mean that is very in line with the Spartans. If you know it anything is. about them historically, eh, it's fine. all the Greeks. That's why they call it Greek style. <laughs> so this week we are going to be talking about the 300, the three various versions of this story, or at least the sequel for one of them uh, that have come out. We I I haven't read the comics. I know you've read the comics. Mm-hmm. Okay, I so, have. That's fine. It's Frank Miller being Frank Miller. It's fine. It is what it is. But the primary thing we're talking about, of course, is the adaptations of the story of what battle, Josh? The Battle of Thermopylae. Hey, there you go. See, you have one job in this podcast, and it's to be historically accurate. Yes. <laughs> so, what we have are two different versions of the main story that were produced by Hollywood over the years. We have the 1962 version, the 300 Spartans, and then we also have the 300. Um, of the two, I like the Zack Snyder be- version better, yeah. not because of like Zack Snyder's a good director, but because the other movie is terrible. Yeah, it's so slow and boring. We had to watch in a history <laughs> class, and I, I remember that I was like expecting Spartacus, but got something that wasn't Spartacus. <laughs> you, I was sold a bill of goods. I wanted Ben Hur. Right? I got Ben Hur. <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think my college professor at the time should uh, give me some money. That's all I'm saying. Right? I paid, right. I paid for it. It was an expensive, like, <laughs> college is, isn't cheap, you know? So, like, I essentially paid for a movie ticket, and I I want my, what, like, $3,000 back. <laughs> for this movie ticket. This was an expense. I didn't even get to go to the premiere, okay? Right? Like, it's it, it was irresponsible. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that college? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, 300 Spartans produced a 1962 big Hollywood epic, as they as they were wont to do at the time. I mean, the Hollywood epic didn't really go away until, like, the last 10, 15 years when it just became financially unviable, mostly due to Alexander and Troy. Um, yeah. mm. Which is why you don't see swords and sandals epics anymore, uh, to 300 mm. notwithstanding. But back in the day when this movie was produced, huge hit. I think it made 76 mil or something about that uh, against a budget of uh, 1.3 million U.S., which, I mean, 1.3 million U.S. for the time was gigantic. Yeah, that's like a Star Wars flick. That's a, and that's not a cheap Star Wars that George Lucas first made. That's like a real yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a Star Wars in today's money. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> But, it, I mean, and to its credit, in 1962, of course, they couldn't. There's no computer graphics in that movie. It's just bad matte painting and bad acting and bad sets and bad everything else. Mm-hmm. And somehow it made a shit ton of money because people liked that kind of thing back then. My, my issue with the movie is, I mean, everything. But primarily it's leaden pace and it's lack of focus. Yeah. So... The movie spends, I don't know how long, focusing on Xerxes, even though he's not the hero and his story isn't interesting. He's just this ruler who kind of says, go conquer a kingdom, and then just sits around watching dancing girls. It's yeah. a little boring. Um, 
that we don't get our hero until like 15, 20 minutes in, and then the movie can't decide if it wants to focus on him or the romantic subplot that's going on between some random soldier and a random girl who then disappear by the third act and don't matter. Yeah. Um, and then the, 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 the hero, King Leonidas, gets so little to do over the course of it because all the action is bad and there's no acting to be seen in this film at all that you just don't care about anyone. No. No. So, and, like, and they say that it was just because like the film was more so about the Red Scare of the 60s mm-hmm. because, you know, you have like... These, nah. <laughs> I think there's some truth to it, but... I think you what really happened. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's it's like when you make a movie now, you're 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 gonna have like undercurrents of wealth inequality or mm-hmm. global climate change or anything like that because we can't help but work a little of ourselves into it. So yeah. having like communism be a theme, maybe the producers wanted it a little, but I think mostly that's just the audience seeing it in the film. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking too. Okay. Sorry, so, you feel free to say it so I don't stumble over you. No, it's fine. Well, it's just, I didn't have the right words for it. Like, it was like, because I can see it, but really, like, when you're talking about, like, any movie, like, Lawrence of Arabia's, well, I mean, I guess that one's a little bit more on the nose, but not about communism, <laughs> but, like, Spartacus and all those other swords and sandals, like, it's always... What, Zulu is just about British people hating black people? Well, yeah, I mean, have you seen British people? <laughs> No offense to any Brits that might be listening, but... <laughs> I mean, if you, if you talk to the African countries about the royal family, they'd probably agree. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, just because Jamaica's okay with you, doesn't that doesn't mean that all, all like, of your colonies like you. Because Australia even took the monarchs off their uh, money. I don't know if you heard that. But yeah, no, it's... That movie is... Long. Trash. How long was it? I don't because it's been about 10, 15 over years. Two, a, a little over two hours of just yeah. medium. Yeah. So bad. That and that is the thing. I mean, you can say what you want about Zack Snyder's version, but at least it's like interesting to watch. Yeah. It, like the sets were alright. Like the costuming was good for nineteen sixty whatever. It was fine for what it was. It does feel like they recycled a bunch of shit off of a backlot and tried to make a movie. Yeah, yeah. They tried. Oh, they tried. And and, and at least it it gave uh, Frank Miller some inspiration, I guess. Yeah, it is Frank Miller's favorite movie, apparently, or one of his. He found it to be a seminal movie of his uh, childhood that went on to influence his career, which explains why he stole so much of the dialogue from that film. Plagiarism's not a crime. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it actually. <laughs> no, no. I remember when Mrs. Trump went up there and she said a speech word for word and no one cared. Like <laughs> Everyone cared. No, half the country said it wasn't a big deal, so. <laughs> the, the wrong half. But no, if, it's, she, like, if she can all, do it, Frank Miller can do it. That's all I'm saying. All the really good dialogue of that film. Uh, the or the comic, I guess. I guess the film, as 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 we'll both note, is kind of shot for shot a remake of the original, or of the comic, kind of a shot for shot remake of the comic. Uh, yeah. All the good lines of that movie and comic come from the original movie. So the um, yeah, we'll blot out the sky with our arrows, and the Spartans are like, we'll fight in the shade. That that comes from three hundred Spartans. Which, um, I'm glad you say that because like some of the dialogue doesn't 
fit, seemed to fit with the movie because it seemed like real old timey, like mm-hmm. cheesy dialogue. But it, it, it's well, uh, so, it's more eloquent than what Frank Miller can write. That's for exactly, sure. exactly. Yeah. It's not RoboCop three. It's no. Oh. Someone else wrote it. Oh, Frank Miller. I'm sorry that we had to bring that up for you, but I'm, I'm not that sorry. Frank Miller. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did say I'm not that sorry, but I mean, okay. So as far as that's concerned. Zack Snyder teaming up with Frank Miller is like the most peanut butter and chocolate combination I can think of. It's xenophobic and very Ayn Rand, but totally seems on brand for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, uh, what's that book she did, Atlas Shrugged? If they do a a film together of that. (laughs) Frank Miller's Atlas Shrugged. Oh, Oh, that pains me. Thank you for that. Filmed by Zack Snyder. Oh my god. All the slow mo dark train scenes. I was gonna say the slow mo train. <laughs> this just looks like a train. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's shirtless for some reason with 12 pack abs. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. I'd hate to watch that movie, but I would still watch that movie just to see how trash it would be. <laughs> but yes, no. Like, Zack Snyder directed the shit out of it. And there's there's a certain amount of his, like, fingerprints on that film. Um, just because he, he took all the, the, the scenes from the, uh, the comic to make the movie, he still had to, like, f- uh, work with the actors. He still had to add his, uh, his thoughts on the scenes. He still had to, like, add in his overuse of slow-mo. Like, there are specific Zack Snyderisms that Frank Miller didn't have in the comic because it's a comic. It's not live action. Right. Um, so it is a perfect blend of Frank Miller's horrible politics and Zack Snyder's awful directing. Um, but it somehow, like, it somehow works in this this one instance as long as you shut your brain off. Yeah, it was yeah. fun, dumb yeah. action. Like, yeah. it, was, it was pretty. Like, the story made sense. Um, like... It was. Cool. It, it looked like a yeah. It looked like a comic book. Yeah, I mean, like, cause yeah. Zack Snyder, like, when he's given a so, something darker, like three hundred, I think his actual talent kind of shows up. You know, because I, mean, I didn't mind Watchmen either, personally. Zack Snyder, yeah. I mean, I didn't mind. I don't know. I didn't mind the action of Watchmen, although it didn't really feel like Watchmen. No, it, it was its own thing. It was a very Zack Snyder comic book movie, which is a good and bad thing to say because Zack Snyder also did give us Batman v Superman. Um, But it's like, like I didn't... The direction was fine, but it's also a movie that I absolutely know that if we forced Alan Moore to watch it, he would have an aneurysm and die. Oh, yeah, because it's not what he wrote (laughs) at all. it absolutely isn't. Um, Like, he's like, where's the failed criticisms of Margaret Thatcher? Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. what this film's about. Yeah, well, that, that, everything he wrote was about Margaret Thatcher. So it's just, yeah. like, just like V for Vendetta was changed a bunch because Margaret, Margaret Thatcher wasn't like um, relevant anymore. Although, the Wachowskis did come up with a good version of that story to, for the big screen. Yeah. I like that movie. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And but, Zack Snyder did Sucker Punch, which is... Okay. It's a it's movie. Stylish. It's stylish. Zack Snyder is a very stylish director. Zack Snyder needs to be allowed nowhere near scripting. Yes. He, can, yeah. he should not be allowed to, in any way, shape, or form, have input on the story. Now, yeah. he clearly didn't for 300 because it's shot for shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, and that's why, like, it works in its own way, but it's like, 
Frank Miller's movie in that respect. It's kind of like, you know, Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez for Sin City. That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But it's, it, you know, but you have to get past Frank Miller's troubling politics, his xenophobia, his bad, like, uh, Ayn Randy libertarian thoughts on men versus women and everything. It's it's a very troubling movie the second you actually start thinking about it in any way, shape, or form. Yes. So. That's why I turned your brain... Well, maybe you shouldn't turn your brain all the way off. <laughs> so. Well, it's it's fine if you just want to watch the action once, but if you go back and watch this movie a second time, you need to, like, n- not disconnect your douche bro detector. you got to go in and yeah. go wide-eyed and understand what you're watching. Yeah. So... And then I and then I guess there's a sequel. Uh, I mean, you could call it that. Rise of the Empire. So I know I, I haven't watched it recently. Um, I, I plan on watching it soon because I'm covering all these films. Um, but I know you you've watched it once. Sort of. Yeah. So <laughs> the the family and I went to a an Asian restaurant. It was uh, called Yummy Bowl, and it's <laughs> yummy. And they make is it noodles. Yummy or has the bowl, bowl, bowl been emptied at this point? I've eaten multiple bowls there, sir. <laughs> but one day uh, when we went, uh, we sat at one of the booths and there's a TV over the booth and they were playing this movie from the start. And since it's kind of a sit-down restaurant, we have two children, one who was three at the time, maybe two. Yeah. Um, yeah, because this was like very recent. This was like last year which why um, are they playing that movie now i don't know but it was a, uh, it was like the made for tv version too so <laughs> <laughs> like so that we got commercial breaks and everything and i'm assuming just based off of the cast and um it being 300 there were copious amounts of nudity in it i'm assuming but that wasn't there. was in it so you can pretty much count on yeah nudity. yeah that, that's what i was yeah i was trying to say <laughs> yeah. i mean she doesn't have a problem with that in the movies that, no. that require it of her, which, okay. Fine. That's good. Yeah. Good for her. I like Eva Green. Mm-hmm. She's a good actress. Yeah. And the, well, no, no. But the fact that she was in that movie, was yeah. I was very confused by because she's well, usually in pretty decent stuff. She's usually in good movies and not 300, Rise of the Empire. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> like, I, I saw her and I was like, oh, I wonder why I didn't see that movie. And then... They just started the movie, and I was like, "Oh, that's." Counterpoint oof. to that, to that though, she was also in Sin City, a Dame to Kill for. Yeah, yeah, no, she just should not be in comic book movies. This is this is what we're establishing. Uh, what I remember of this movie is that it's a passable entertainment that was in no way, shape, or form the franchise continuation they were hoping. No, which is why we haven't gotten any further adaptations of Xerxes and his life and times among the people, or whatever the hell that comic's called. <laughs> but I mean, it it is something to be said. That they called it 300 Rise of an Empire, which is neither the Rise of an Empire, yes, nor does it feature the 300. Yeah, and of course, I don't think we're ever going to see another adaptation of any of this story ever again because the historical epic has gone out of fashion. Which I'm not sure I'm sad about that. I think so. Rise of an Empire is a movie that exists. <laughs> All right. Well, then this has been not so live from Asteroid G. I am Mike Finkelstein. Uh, not played by Gerard Butler in this podcast. Josh Schaefer. Oh, and then we go into slow-mo, and we...